0: Well, assisted connection devices, those uh, ACDs uh, seem to be working a little bit better. Good. Finally, clarification on using abbreviations. I have a secret. And OBS software, learning how to spend a lot of my day I'm actually trying to figure that stuff out. Delta reading continues, Congress continues. But more importantly, 1111 is coming up. Woohoo! Wednesday, October 19th, 2022. Folks, I am Steven Sersky. Uh, this year is my audio blog. I live in China, live in Beijing, and uh, I am an ESL teacher. So if uh, you don't like listening to us go on, you can shut off right now and go do something else. However, if you want to hear about some of the things that are currently. Uh, happening in the city, some of the things that are keeping me busy, and uh, I don't know, some food for thought as well, I think uh, is what I come up with quite a bit here on this Daily Audio Digest. Published Monday to Friday, and I put all the archives up on my website, uh, stevensterski.com, but also I stream this through uh, all the majors, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, you name it. It should be up there, and if it's not, hit me up on my website, stevensterski.com, and I will uh, set you up with a, a feed or an email or whatever it is uh, to get you in touch with uh, this uh, audio digest. So what is going on? Okay, Um, yeah, so these assisted connection devices, I know yesterday I was going on about it uh, and how it wasn't working on uh, Android systems. And so that has now changed. Uh, I've also, I also mentioned before that my iPad wasn't connecting very well, and I was actually looking for another means to create an assisted connection uh, device or an assisted connection uh, in general, uh, which requires, actually. Um, see, this is what I don't know, is that uh, it requires using something like a, a cloud uh, service, such as like uh, Linode or Amazon Web Services, or there's another one, DreamHost, I think, or no, there's another one. And what you would do is install um, this uh, software open assisted connection device and it, install it onto a, a a drive or into this um, cloud in a in a folder and then you'd be able to port through to that connection uh, and that uh, and that way it's sort of um it's not flying under the radar but it's not on the radar so Uh, in theory, the connection should be a little bit more stable. That's what I was thinking about doing. Haven't done it yet. I will let you know if I do. I know there are easier methods out there or like a bit more commercial methods available, Uh, but I'll tell you sometimes a... uh, aren't working. That can be a little bit aggravating, but uh, all that being said, uh, they are uh, improving now. Um, the Congress is continuing. I, I don't think Xi Jinping has uh, been re-elected just yet, but uh, he did make a large, a long speech on Sunday. I've been reading these newspapers uh, that I've gathered. I haven't bought any more, because I'm like, I, how much How much more can I... They're not expensive. We're talking like it's it was just under four kwai for Renmin Rabao and Global Times. Um, they, you know... It's not like they're, they aren't hard-hitting journalism. Actually, no, that's not true. It is hard-hitting journalism because if you ever wanted to uh, see the flip side of the coin, uh, you read something like the Global Times and you're just like, well, yeah, I, I get If you want to look at it that way, that is one way to look at things now, isn't it? And so it is very much hard-hitting uh, journalism because they are hitting hard at, the United States, the West, basically. I mean, and it's, it, a lot of it, actually, I would say, is a lot of anti American imperialist sentiment. That, that's a lot of what it is. Uh, it goes on to boast about uh, China being um, this up and comer uh, or, you know, coming of its own sort of thing. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't deserve to receive the negative uh, attention that it gets in the Western media. And, by Western imperialist powers and stuff like that. The other thing that I've noticed uh, is that it does make reference, or a lot of these uh, articles do make reference to things that you know you, you might th- that may have been covered at some point in a lot of Western media, uh, but aren't covered very often. I don't have any examples because I, I wasn't really planning on talking about this today. I was thinking about actually doing a special on reading the newspaper, uh, but uh, the idea being that they refer to these historical events that have helped shape uh, not just Chinese policy, but uh, policy around the world. And it's, they aren't things that you would sort of think about uh, or look up unless you were, your, your attention was drawn to it in a very non-mainstream source, basically. So it's, it is very much a, uh, a contrast of attitude and opinion and writing, uh, compared to uh, with uh, Western uh, media outlets such as Wall Street Journal and probably the New York Times as well. Although I don't read the New York Times um, and other like definitely CNN and, and outlets like that. But uh, anyway, so uh, the Congress does continue. Um, kind of one of the questions that kind of popped up actually is like if he gets reelected for a third term, uh, and he's uh, outlining this policy for uh, until 2035, like, is he intending to stay in power for that long as well? I mean, how was this... I I mean, it's a little bit bizarre to think like that. Um, But at the same time, I mean, he he changed the Constitution. I guess the the question becomes, like, he changed the Constitution or was able to get the Constitution changed to to, to get a third uh, term. What happens after this one? Like, is he... Or is it something else that's going to happen? Like, is he going to uh, take a step aside and, you know, elect and put in favor for someone else who uh, uh, can take over from him? Because he's, he's, he's 69 years old. Um, he's going to be 74 by the time he, you know, completes this term. If he gets it, it's still not for sure. But I mean, chances are he will. Uh, so that being the case, it's like he'd have to change the Constitution or he doesn't have to. The Constitution has to change again in order for him to uh, stay in power, right? Like that's sort of uh, what's going on. Um, anyway, so that's uh, been happening and no doubt that's uh, contributed to a little bit of um, what uh, you know. these assisted connection devices having some troubles as of late. A clarification on using abbreviations. I, I may have been a little bit harsh yesterday in using the abbreviations uh, j- just to clear up. I mean, if you've listened to this podcast uh, even this first opening seven minutes is probably giving you a good indication of uh, how I normally talk uh, there were you go back to yesterday's uh, episode I, and or any um, commentary on the Russian invasion of Ukraine uh, sometimes I use some rather uh, sharp, uh, harsh language strong language uh, and I, I got thinking you know Maybe I was a little bit hard on the company for using these abbreviations. They abbreviated the MI, major incident. This bothers me. Why don't you just call it major incident? The reason why is because you can't say what really happened. (laughs) Which any normal human being, they would ask, well, so what happened? Common response would be, I don't know. Something broke. No idea. (laughs) And what do we do? I don't know wait well who's going to fix it I don't know probably the IT guys and what is IT going to do turn it off and turn it back on again (laughs) or plug it back in because someone kicked the cable out I don't know but honestly uh, yeah shit broke wait that's basically what the, the the real language would be. I guess you can't say that in an email because, uh, uh, as I've found out, if you write, if you write the word shit in a, a work email, um, people you get contacted very quickly. <laughs> it ripples through pretty quickly. And people are like Stephen don't write that word in uh, a work email. I'm like, okay, fine. So I, I won't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Uh, I do have a secret. Yes. Uh, last week I was, um, talking about, uh, eating McDonald's, having McDonald's. And I was like, "No, oh, I'm not going to have that. Damn that. F- uh, boo on those people who have McDonald's. It's terrible for you. Well, um, I broke <laughs> Monday morning after my workout, I had my typical post-workout, uh, meal of cottage cheese, almonds, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but, uh, uh, I was like, well, if I just worked out and I just burned like 700 or 800 calories or whatever it is uh, before breakfast, I'm like, you know what, uh, let, let's get some McDonald's. So I ordered one of each of the breakfast sandwiches that they have, like the uh, sausage and ager, uh the chicken and agar or whatever it is, and there's another one. Not, it, it, it's. I guess it's supposed to be bacon, bacon and agar. I'm not sure if it was actually bacon though. It was a different, it wasn't like the back bacon that you normally get, it's like processed, um, uh, what do you call it, McDonald's bacon. <laughs> So I had that, plus the hash browns and plus a ter- uh, taro pie. Uh, so I, I had all of that. And yes, I mean, it was quite a bit. And uh, you know, Whatever. I mean, I haven't had it in a very long time. Uh, can't say I have it again very soon. Uh, but uh, I was glad to at least try it out, see what it is. It cost me, what, 64 kwai. So eight, uh, $12 Canadian, or thereabouts, $11 Canadian. And that will sort of satisfy my McDonald's cravings for the next month, two months sort of thing. Uh, I think I think on average, Western fast food, I would have maybe once a month. I'm thinking this because back in September, beginning of September, it was Burger King. Before that, I think I had McDonald's uh, uh, with the girlfriend on one Sunday morning. Instead of having the Chinese breakfast, we went for McDonald's instead. Uh, but as I mentioned before, instead of having this Western fast food, typically if I want something like not, like not as healthy, I would go for the Chinese breakfast or for dinner. I would have like, uh, you know, uh, one of these Chinese sort of takeout places like the, I, I love the Tang Su Liji and the, uh, there's some meat pockets that they sell and I, I have no idea what they're called. I, I looked up the, uh, the, like meat pancakes, but they're not pancakes. They're meat pockets. I looked up the, uh, the word before and I forget it escaping my, escaping my mind at the moment but uh yeah I don't normally have McDonald's and I would never really promote having McDonald's um uh, for for a lot of people I certainly not on a regular basis I mean it's uh maybe uh you know every now and then that's fine but if you're eating that stuff on a regular basis it uh I don't know about you it just it makes me feel horrible and we're talking like two meals in a row sort of thing if i had two dinners out like that uh not just not from the same place but similar places i I would i don't feel good and i've noticed um with all of my sort of healthy eating or trying to be a little bit better in my uh, food choices if i skip more than a day of having raw vegetables for lunch i don't feel good I I don't know what it is, but you guys can try it. Tell me. (laughs) I don't know how many people are actually going to try this. Oh, yeah, Steve, sure. I'll just go do what you do. Get a bunch of raw vegetables and uh, start chewing that broccoli. Mmm, delish. What kind of dressing do you use? No dressing. Plain raw broccoli. Uh, Okay, also, I do have to clarify, the last couple of weeks I've also been having dressing with my... uh, my broccoli. I find broccoli is one of the only vegetables that uh, actually goes well with dressing, or dressing only goes well with broccoli. Uh, so I was because uh, I, I want to see what the different types are. You know, the, the Thousand Islands, uh, both the uh, the French one and the the Kewpie version, uh, and then uh, there's also I tried the Dijon and the French, and I, I think I just stick with the uh, the Thousand Islands to tell you the truth. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> since I, I i work from my apartment uh my domicile my my current living uh residence um i i'm not so concerned about having to wash as many uh dishes like my my food containers that i'd have to that i would have to normally take to and from work uh so this is that's one thing that's sort of um changed my view on uh dressing but i don't i no, i, I don't have dressing very often i just buy a selection of uh, fruits and vegetables um that uh I, I i sort of make it some of them are a bit more bitter like your your broccoli and your celery and some are a little bit uh, sweeter like the the green peas and then i also have grapes or whatever the seasonal fruit is that's uh, cheap uh i don't usually uh, get one of those as well uh but yeah try it out i mean a basket of veggies a day, not, you know, it's not gonna hurt you. I mean, if actually if anything is gonna help you, <laughs> try that. Try it for a week and then try to go back to your uh, actually not not even a week. Go for it, it's gotta be like three or four days because if you go to the uh, the supermarket um, and you get your vegetables and your fruit, they're only gonna last. like in the summer, they last for about four or five days, maybe. In the summer, they last far, far shorter, like maybe only three days sort of thing. So try it for three or four days. See what you think. Raw vegetables only. We're talking broccoli, uh, green peas, string beans, radishes, bell peppers, grapes, or uh, another fruit, Um, maybe even like uh, cucumbers. You know, try that. See what you think. Uh, Does it work? Is it... (laughs) when you look at it and you don't, you don't have to take like a handful of each and that fills up uh, your, your, your basket pretty quickly. I'm telling you, uh, and you will be full after this. You, you won't have much more room to eat after you finish chewing through all your raw broccoli. <laughs> oh, enjoy, enjoy. Okay. So, but what else uh, was I working on today? Well, two other things uh, I was uh, doing a lot of this Delta reading, uh, taking a look at uh, some of the guideline answers and, Actually, we, we got the, uh, our, our, our tutor uh, send, sends a, uh, a summary every Wednesday or so. Uh, and I was looking at some of the answers that these other people are giving. And I'm like, geez, these guys, are they actually know what they're talking about. I'm like, I, I didn't even attempt the, uh, the, uh, the exam tasks this week because I was like, I, I still don't really understand what I'm, like, I understand what I'm supposed to do. But when you give me a sentence, I'm like, wow, what's a word? I mean, it's wood. It's a modal. It's, you know. Actually, I wouldn't even say that. I'd be like, it's, it's wood. <laughs> W-O-L-D. I don't know. It's oh, W-O-U-L-D. There we go. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I mean, how do you break that down in the three sentences that it, that they've given you? Uh, so it this is what I have to work on. I was like, when I see a sentence, I got a razor and beg, like, okay, this is bing bing bang boom boom. These are the constituents part. Here's the clauses. Here's the sub Because because uh, conjunction. The blah 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 blah. You know, this is the modal. This is the uh, uh, base infinitive. This is a reduced passive progressive something. Oh, was it reduced passive clause or something? Reduced passive infinitive. And you're going, the fuck? <laughs> what? Who would ever refer to it as that? I mean if i ever showed up to an english teaching class and someone used the 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 phrase it's a reduced passive infinitive you're going can you say that in actual english again goes back to the abbreviations (laughs) what is that how am i going to use this information ever again reduced passive infinitive again I understand. This is the whole reason for the, the module one and the Delta course, or the Delta uh, tri- trilogy of courses, uh, is that you, as a as an English language educator, um, and someone who, if you're taking the Delta, you're looking to buff up your your terminology so that you can talk to other people uh, about this, and there's a consistent language to refer to certain things about the language itself. I mentioned this meta-language before, so you're talking about the language itself, not just, you know, specific examples of the reduced passive infinitive, which is basically just um, a a verb that could have to in front of it, but is in uh, in the passive sense, so it would be to something by something, because that's what the passive does. The object has something done to it. All of this I remember from my Latin studies days. I never ever thought that this would ever be applied to English (laughs) Uh, at all. I actually, truthfully, didn't really know that English had an infinitive. I mean, I thought it should because all languages should have an infinitive at some point, um, especially if they're Western languages, European languages. Uh, But uh, given that, you know, English requires two words to make the infinitive and the Delta program explains this, Latin only requires one word right because they, they, it's an inflected language same with Greek it's an inflected language so the ending of the word changes whereas in Eng- English you need two words to signal the infinitive anyway blah 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 looking at this stuff I'm, and I was taking a look at paper one task four today which is where you have to break down this form of meaning and use of a, of a word uh, given to you in a sentence and I'm looking at this looking at these example answers and going geez this is very uh, very very impressive wow these guys must be good so I go over to these uh, guideline answers that uh, uh, you can find online. They, they have a lot of examples of this. And I'm like, oh, basically all they did was they looked at what the, the task was asking for in the course, the, like this past week. And then they looked at the example guidelines and went, okay, well, I'm just going to take that structure and apply it to this question. And sure enough, you can do that. I mean, so that's what my I have to start doing. Going forward, because I only have another six weeks until the exams. That being the case, I still got to work. There's three areas I got to work on. It's got to be phonology, uh, it's going to be grammar, and it's going to be terminology. Because again, (laughs) I don't talk in abbreviations and I don't talk in high-fluting language. Most times, I talk in a lot of F sharps and S H S, not reduced passive infinitives and M I S and other abbreviations. Oh boy, yes, <laughs> that was part of the fun today. Uh, other fun today was uh, actually trying to figure out some more about this OBS software. I've been trying to make my streaming life a little bit easier my whole, cause what I do right now, um, I have this blank plane behind me, this blank draw uh, blind, a set of blinds that I use um, th- that blocks out the background of all the crap that I don't wanna put away in my apartment. Well, I was thinking, could I blur out the background or something? And so I spent some time playing around with Zoom and I was thinking about using Google Meet to use their, their blurring technology uh, to, um, and then patch that through OBS, through a screen sharing um, process. It wasn't working. There was too much latency. There's too much uh, lag in between the, the feed. Uh, there is a plugin you can get for OBS uh, Studio, which is what I use to uh, do all my streaming and stuff like that. Uh, it's called Stream Effects and it did work. Um the thing is and it, there's a YouTube video oh, I should have got the guy's name I can't remember uh, but how to blur uh OBS Studio how do how to blur background in OBS Studio I think is what I searched for and uh he, he explained it very well there's there's two methods to do it I mean uh but the one I was trying to do is using this plugin Stream Effects and it creates a blur behind you. And you create like a little mask that uh, is like a little box around your, your face, basically, and it blurs out everything else behind you using a, using a Gaussian blur, or Gaussian, 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 whatever, using a blur that uh, takes care of the background. And so I try this out, and uh, <laughs> i was successfully getting a blurred background. The problem is, When you have a whole bunch of shit behind you (laughs) and you just blur it out, all it looks like is a blurred pile of shit. (laughs) So it, it didn't make a difference. I'm like, I still looked at it and went, this, that looks hideous. I mean, not only does it look like there's just a lot of crap that I don't want to show people behind me, it's it's now blurred out so it looks like a complete mess and I, people will still sit there going what is that that he's got there it's not a dildo uh, those aren't just lying around in my apartment uh, uh, despite what some might want to believe <laughs> no steve yeah, anyway whatever uh, all right uh so yeah that's what I was trying to uh, figure out today the other thing actually got me uh, thinking about this because if you're ever getting into a streaming or podcasting and stuff like that, there's certain things that uh, you will have to probably do on a regular basis. I've talked about automating stuff quite a bit. So there's two things, there's two portions to my streaming setup that I got to take care of. Uh, Number one is the software stuff. So I I use three programs here. I use Camo Studio, C-A-M-O. That plugs into my... uh, uh, old cell phone camera that I use as a webcam. Number two, I use OBS studio to set up the streams and connect everything. So I have the camera, the microphone and um, the, the streaming key to my uh, online platform. Uh, so that's another one. And then the other one I have going on uh, is YouTube as well because that's the stream that I'm, I'm doing on a regular basis. So. That is, I need those three open and I can automate those opening at certain times of the day, um, much the same way that I used to, uh, mod, uh, uh, I automate like a stock page opening up and everything uh, at around 9.05, 9.10, something like that. But it's time-based. You can plug this into your calendar on uh, on your Mac. And when it hits that time, calendar will, will check the time. And if it hits this warning that there's a an event, it will trigger an automated program that will then open up these different software programs if you if you want. And it can have all have it all ready on your different screens and everything. It's, it's a fantastic way to do it. I haven't done this yet, but this is something I'm thinking about doing. That's part one. The other part that I have to do, which is time of fun law, which is a little bit more, uh, you know, this is where I get into the point like, ah, do I really want to do this? This is why I was trying to figure out how to blur the background. I got to set up the lights and I got to set up this background screen so I can block out all the crap that's uh, behind me and it creates a better focus. I'm not going to lie. It's a little bit better. If I could have a simpler way to do it, uh, I would, but right now it looks pretty decent. So, And it sounds decent as well because um, I have, like I'm using my Zoom H4n as the input microphone into my computer. So that helps uh, make that sound a lot better. If you are listening on Anchor.fm or any of the streaming services, uh, not YouTube, this is recorded on my cell phone. Okay, so I have two different recordings. I have one, the Zoom H4n that's going into the computer, and that's for the live stream. And then the one that you're listening to, probably through Anchor.fm or through my website, that is all recorded on my cell phone, uh, just handheld sort of thing. So... If you ever notice a difference between the audio feeds, that's, that's exactly why, that's, that's what's happening. But uh, why don't I record it all at once? Um, well, because uh, the cell phone came first and I wanted to be cons- uh, consistent. And number two, I have been looking at trying to do this all on my iPad, which is the, one of the original reasons why I got the iPad, to tell you the truth, is so I could live stream with a microphone plugged in and everything. All right, well, I'm going to stop boring you with uh, all of those details about the the happy go luckies. that what I do every evening, basically, while you guys are having your pints, I'm at home sitting in front of a camera talking about how to set up a camera (laughs) to talk to yourself. Uh, Some people think it's odd to talk to a camera all day. Strangely enough, I've been trained to do it quite well. More importantly, Double Eleven is coming up. Hope you guys got your... uh, shopping lists ready i know i've got a few items that i'm looking to get uh so it's about five weeks away uh less than five weeks sorry it's less than four weeks away uh november 11th remembrance day for the rest of the world but uh shopping day here in China. okay folks i'm going to leave it there thanks for listening i appreciate it show notes tracks and vids up on my website stephensarcy.com hope you're keeping well out there breathing the well it was fresh air until about this morning but get your runs in it's still kind of cool but uh Don't let that stop you. Put on your long underwear and go for a run anyway. We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.